Today, we're fighting for our tits. Well, okay, we're speaking to the author of that powerful book. I'm Cheryl Sitz, welcoming you to another episode of Exploring Possibilities. You know, it's available on my website, journeyofpossibilities.com. You can also listen and search for other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and now YouTube slash Cheryl Sitz. And we'll talk with Lola Scarborough right after this. Mario Rosales of Tech Life Balance has been the one that has helped me create, produce, and launch this podcast, and he can help you too. Maybe you'd like to start your own podcast or learn to publish it and run it, or maybe you just have some technical questions. I know when I started with Cheryl, Cheryl was like, what in the world is a podcast? (laughs) And I thought it was an excellent way for her to get her message out, and I want to share this with you also. So if if you want a podcast or if you've been contemplating What kind of message would you want to put out in a podcast? And I start you from the beginning, just like I started with Cheryl. So why not contact me at marioversales.net or at techlifebalance.net? Thank you so much. Lola Scarborough is a certified yoga teacher and the co-owner and managing director of Yoga Lola Studios in League City, Texas. Yay, we finally got a Texan on here. I love it. She's a life coach. She's a wellness and health restoration consultant, a certified Ayurvedic practitioner, a certified aerobics teacher, a level three Reiki master, and novice astrologer. With a long history as a healer and teacher, she recently published a fabulous book about natural breast care for women entitled Fighting for Our Tits. Her website is yogalola.com. Welcome, Lola. Hi, Cheryl. Thank you for having me on. I'm really honored to be a part of your show tonight. Well, I loved your book, and I'm so delighted that I was told about you so that we could connect. You have such a refreshing, candid approach to life and health and sisterhood that I thought it would be great to talk with you. Aw, thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty rowdy. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need some of that in the holistic community. It can get, especially, you know, when we get solemn and spiritual, we can forget to be lighthearted and and practical too. So I think it's refreshing. Thank you. Well, I guess go ahead and if you will, just give us a little background information about how this came to be a passionate topic for you and something that you wanted to reach out and talk to women about. Well, In my practice as a healer, which I've been doing since I was 12 years old, I'm almost 60 now, I have worked with many, many women. And what I noticed in the last 20 years was an alarming increase in the diagnosis of breast cancer and women coming to me after having radiation and chemotherapy, sometimes double mastectomies. And the toll it takes not only on their health, but on the quality of their life. And because I grew up in a place, I mean, breast cancer was, no, it's been known for a long time as a disease of women, but the rate at which it's climbing is so alarming. And I thought, what in the world is making this go sky high? They now say that one in every eight of us will have inflammatory breast cancer in her lifetime. So I honestly believe that whenever there's a disease uh, that's as prevalent as breast cancer, that there are driving factors behind it. And because I'm a research rat and I love really getting down into it, um, I started researching the different uh, studies, clinical studies that had been done on it and uh, the different thoughts by different thought leaders in the breast cancer arena about what was triggering 
the enormous rise in the numbers. Um, and the whole reason I wrote the book was because it is my prayer that it will get into the hands of women who are comfortable with making changes in their life that might help them minimize the chances of breast cancer. So I want to ease the suffering. It is my heart breaks. It just rips my heart out to see the suffering that's caused by this. And there's so many things behind it. And often they feed one another. So it's not necessarily that there's a million different roads to get here. Often there are different ways of expressing the same underlying things. But whether it be nutrition, you do a great job in this book of spanning such a broad spectrum on this topic. I was talking about it before the show you do. You cover nutrition, you cover the activity levels, you cover a, a variety of different ways that we can naturally take care of our breasts and, and tap into a lot of different natural healing modalities as far as self-care, working with practitioners. I think it would be a great handbook to hand somebody that wasn't at all familiar with natural wellness to just introduce them to a spectrum of ways that they can take care of themselves. Did you pick all of this up personally through your own training or through the research or both? Through both. Um, the modalities, I think it's chapter nine in my book where I devote many pages to the different kinds of alternative healing things that you can do to not only avoid breast cancer, but mental illness, um, other kinds of chronic or acute disease, um, just by keeping yourself healthy, happy, and whole uh, through some of these practices. Um, I think that, that that particular chapter could be used by anyone uh, for anything um, related to keeping your health good and strong. A lot of the other things, like when I talk about fluorination in the water, uh, which I think is criminal, um, that's and there's lots of research to support that fluorination in the water is a big culprit in a lot of our public health issues, as well as you know a deficit of general knowledge about what it means to eat a healthy diet. Um, you know, it just spans everything. And a lot of that was done based on research and based on the training that I've had. I've spent so many years working on learning about nutrition and working about herbal medicines, both in the American tradition and in the Indian tradition and also in the Chinese tradition. But where you want to be in your life is not treating disease. Where you want to be is preventing it. Um, and so the book hopefully front runs a lot of the things that we are not even aware of in the general public, like perfumes. Most men and women don't realize that perfumes are endocrine disruptors, which means everything about your reproductive health and your glandular health can be sabotaged by the perfume that you slap on every day. And this is proven. It's not uh, the research in my book, I was very careful to sort out theory um, from proof. Uh, and they've known this for a long time. Um, uh, deodorants, they're not sure if they have a contributing role in breast cancer or not. Uh, but antiperspirants are something I think everyone should avoid just because they block the natural sweating action of the body. And that's one of the ways that we get rid of the things that we don't need, you know, sweating, 
urination and defecation are the three primary ways that the body detoxes itself. Well, when you shut down places where you sweat, you automatically shut down the ability to detox in a natural way. And just the everything from our food system on can create issues for us if we don't know how to handle them. And once you're aware of a lot of these things, it's not that difficult to navigate your life. You may have to make some changes. You may have to look at doing things differently. Um, but it contributes to your health and well-being so much. I've seen people come literally from death's door back to living a healthy, happy, restored life in balance. I've seen couples who have been trying to get pregnant for years, be able to do it in six months to a year because they changed their diet. They got on things that were helpful to their body. They approached their lifestyle in a different kind of way. So it's all it about works. changing habits, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. We don't mean to develop habits that are destructive to our bodies. I think if we just relax into certain ways of being for a few weeks and before we know it, it's a way of life. And, and then we blink and it's been 10 years we've been doing these things that are destructive. And, and it can take some time to turn it around. But I have several friends that are fans of baby steps, little steps that move us from going the wrong way to going a healthier way in our life. And it's it's about making those. And I think you introduced some ways that are easy to start to shift in your book. You also talk about bras. There's a lot of misinformation out there about bras um, and a lot of controversy around whether bras cause breast cancer or not. And here's what the research says. And there's been quite a bit of good research that's been done on this topic. Um, the research points to the fact that if a woman wears a bra more than 10 or 12 hours a day, uh, and I'm not sure if it's 10 or 12, I don't have that page open. But if she wears a bra more than that, she actually substantially increases the chances of developing breast cancer. If she wears a bra for less than 10 to 12 hours a day, the risk is not heightened at all. But the breasts were naturally meant to move, shake, quiver, bounce. Um, and I think anyone who wears a cup size of C or less, um, whenever they can go without a bra, they benefit their breasts greatly because they have found that wearing bras actually breaks down breast muscle. Going without a bra actually strengthens breast muscle in the breast, keep, keeping them nice and strong and perky. Now, the greatest offender in the bra line is the underwire. And I love underwire bras. I think they're great for a night out on the town with, uh, with a partner where you want to push those girls up nice and high and you want them to look as pretty as you can make them look. But I think they should be reserved for special occasions. Um, there's two reasons for that. First, you restrict the lymph flow and you restrict the breathing. And I'll go back to that in a minute. But also, if you're wearing a true underwire and you've got the wire underneath your breast, you act kind of like a radio antenna. Um, and putting that metal that close to your heart, um, in a number of studies, they found that it can even affect heart rhythm. So um, I think if you're going to wear an underwire, it should be plastic. 
So even when you're out for that night on the town and you've got the girls looking all glorious, you should go for a plastic underwire and not a metal one. Now, coming back to breathing, one of the things that they have found out about bras, a lot of women will wear really tight bras, which means that when you try to breathe in and take a deep breath, you can't really do it. Your breathing is constricted. So now all of a sudden you have a deficit of oxygen. You're not breathing deep, so you start breathing more shallowly. You affect your nervous system when you're doing that. And you just set up the stage for, um, you know, maybe feeling nervous or upset or irritable because you can't get a nice, good, deep breath in. So my advice about bras is don't wear them unless you have to. And if you have to wear them, make sure they're loose. Have bras for all occasions for that night out on the town. Have it for when you have PMS and your breasts like go huge on you and then have them for when you're in your regular cycle. The greatest thing about menopause, I will tell you, menopause, girls, it sets you free. Don't be afraid of it. Your breasts stay one size all month long, and that's a that's a real boon. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, and it sounds like one practical tip is just if you have to wear a bra, you're in corporate America, whatever, you need to wear it during the day. As soon as you get home, take it off, and that way you're within that window of time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So advice for larger chested women, you mentioned that, you know, if we're above a C cup, we need to wear it. So how can we do our best just not wearing the underwire and taking it off whenever we're not out? That's what I would suggest, because when you're really big breasted, you need something that can help you support. So get a really good bra, invest your money in a really good bra that has a wide band at the bottom that is comfortably fitted so that when you breathe in, you don't feel like, you don't, you know, that awful feeling of the, of the bra just constricting your rib cage. You don't want that. So if you go to a really good bra maker and they have different places where you can go to have lingerie fitted for you and it's worth it, it matters. Um, go there, get a wide band on the bottom, one that expands easily when you breathe but can retain its shape when you when you inhale, you expand, when you exhale, and you contract, and the rib cage moves in and out so that it doesn't impair it. Make sure that it's not tight under the arms, that, you know, it gives you the support that you need, but that it's not tight under the arms so that it doesn't restrict the lymph flow at all. Let's talk more about the lymph flow and and where that plays into this whole thing of breast health because it's mentioned kind of sporadically throughout your book it comes up in different topics so I thought maybe just a chance to teach us a little more about that because we don't know what we don't know and we think we're taking good care of our health and we're doing things that maybe aren't doing that okay well the lymph system is critical um we have all kinds of lymph fluid and lymph nodes in our body and anyone who's ever had an experience with cancer or who knows people who have had cancer, the, when it gets into the lymph nodes is when you get really concerned about what's happening to you. Um, because once it hits the lymph nodes, because the lymph travels throughout the body, um, cancer can move into different places. So you want to keep your lymph as healthy as you can. 
breathing, taking in a deep breath, feeling the rib cage expand, feeling the diaphragm lift, feeling the lungs fill, exhaling, pushing the navel back, really pushing that breath out so that you contract is one of the best ways to work the lymph. The lymph does not have a pump of its own and breathing is one of the only ways to get that lymph system to move. There are so many wonderful exercises that you can do that really help move the lymph. Even raising the arms up over the head, like say you you sit at a desk all day, just reaching the arms up and stretching, stretching, stretching. You'll feel if you're noticing what's happening in your body, when you raise your arms up, you will actually feel what's happening in the breast. Um, it's a wonderful way to help clean the lymph system in the breast. And there's a yoga posture known as legs against the wall. And you come laying down on your back and you swing your legs up against the wall. And then it's wonderful for circulation. It's wonderful for lymph to help that blood run back down so that when you bring the legs down and the lymph returns to normal, it acts kind of as a cleansing technique. And there's one other practice that I would recommend that it's really easy to learn how to do. There are all kinds of YouTube videos on it. You can buy the kit for 10 to 15 bucks off of Amazon. And it's called dry brushing. And you do it before you get into the shower. You have a little handheld horsehair brush. And you can do it as quick as five to seven minutes when you learn how to do the practice. And it moves the lymph. It gives your skin a beautiful glow. It increases your circulation and all of those things decrease your risk of acute or chronic disease, including breast cancer. Thank you. That was very helpful. I know that recently I've started to do breast massage and that wasn't something that I ever practiced before. And I can't believe how much emotional and energetic movement I feel doing these different massage techniques to move the energy in the breast. We hold a lot of emotion in there, don't we? We do. So how do you feel about the massage practices as a way to help keep our breast health and, and keep the energy flowing? And do you want to speak to that a little bit? I'd love to. Um, actually, chapter two in the book is called Reclaiming Our Breast Power. I have a, a section there titled Love Thy Tits, Fight for Thy Tits, and We Are the Power. And one of the things I talk about there is loving your breast is about massaging them. I talk about, you know, holding them up, looking at them in the mirror, telling the girls how beautiful they are and how much they do. I mean, these are wonderful appendages. They, they not only look beautiful and they're a source of grace and loveliness in the world, they also feed our children. And taking the time to look at them and connect with them and love them and massage them. And I give a whole step-by-step -step practice for uh, doing a breast massage, uh, waking them up. You can also reach under the breast, grab them, and you can just move them up and down, shake them um, to get them woken up, to get the circulation to going. We are so disconnected in so many ways from our own femininity. Um, and I feel like touching your breast, um, and if you've, if you've had uh, a mastectomy, going there and just holding your hands over where um, 
your breast used to be and just telling your chest, your breast, whatever it is that's at that area, how much you love and appreciate and value um, your breast, whether they're with you currently or not, um, is a wonderful way to connect in with your feminine heart. In Kundalini Yoga, which is my personal practice and which is what I teach at the studio along with a couple of other modalities, but Kundalini Yoga is my love. We're taught that there's an arc line that goes from breast to breast in women, from nipple to nipple. Um, everyone has the arc line that goes from ear to ear, but the one that goes from breast to breast is unique to women. And what we're taught is when you bring your baby um, in your arms uh, up to your breast, uh, there's this protective force field that is around you and your baby that holds that child safe. It's also taught to us that when you're in the missionary position and you're making love with your partner, um, that it helps protect their nervous system from damage when they ejaculate if they're male. Um, so there's so there's so many different things about our breast that we don't know to love because we've never been taught that. And we fear them now. Every time a woman goes in to have, a, you know, have her breast checked, there's terror and there's fear and there's all kinds of misdiagnoses. And then they have to go back and they go through it again. It's created a lot of fear, a lot of anger and, and a lot of rage against our, our body. Our breasts begin to be seen as killers instead of as life-nurturing um, appendages, <laughs> mammary glands. And that fear is not healthy. I mean, that's the very stuff that becomes toxic is that fear and that anger toward our own bodies. I believe that that's where a lot of those seeds start to get planted for illness and disease. So it it, it is important to love ourselves. And I think some of this just comes from being such well, we, we just have some skewed views about sex and sexuality and the breasts are seen as a sexual and, you know, part of our life and our bodies rather than the totality of what they're about. And can we breastfeed in public or not? And women have kind of become either proud of them in a sexual way or ashamed and hiding them depending on what the moment is. We just haven't, we need to reclaim them as a beautiful part of our essence. Yes, we do. And again, if the breast had been removed, that doesn't matter. Yes. There's still a part of your feminine psyche. So even if the bumps aren't there, you can still send that beautiful energy and move the negative feelings away from the chest area. And I think it would greatly enhance your feelings of happiness and health um, overall. Oh, thank you for saying that on this show. I'm so excited to put these shows out with such beautiful messages in them. And I hope they reach all the right ears that are really hungry to hear that, whether they realize it or not, that we can love ourselves more. I am so blessed to have my best friend of many years with me who has gone through breast cancer and she did have one of her breasts removed. And I know that that's been an incredible journey for her and I have so much admiration for her and and it must be quite a journey into the self-esteem of a woman because 
so much of our identity in in this country has become about what we look like and so oh i'm i'm less than perfect there i must be less than perfect right instead of wow look at what i survived and that is a beautiful symbol of the fact that i'm alive look what i went through and i'm here that's absolutely right i mean getting breast cancer isn't a failure on a woman's part yes. chronic or acute disease is not a failure on anyone's part and the only thing you can do are things that are known to improve health right that is your greatest defense is finding a mindset where you work with your emotions finding a mindset where you do at least some measure of exercise finding a mindset where you're mindful about what you eat and then doing wonderful things like opening your world up to investigate things like acupressure mats and acupressure and sweat lodges and earthing mats. And a lot of people will say that's woo-woo. And I'll say, no, you only call it woo-woo because you haven't researched the science behind it. Right. There is science behind it. Oh, I'm so glad you're on the show putting all of this out. We are really ready to hear this. And and love ourselves whole again. Like it, I just think that is what this time is about is, is reclaiming the parts of ourself that we've rejected and believed weren't good enough or not pretty enough or not whole enough or whatever. It isn't just about eating the right foods because we can't eat the wrong foods. I don't think it's about restricting ourselves anymore. I think it's about loving ourselves enough to make the choices that are going to allow us to thrive. Absolutely. Well, that's the tone of your book. It's not, I've read a lot of books doing this show and, and before, and some books come across as like the lecturer that's going to sit down and say, don't do this anymore and don't do that anymore. And you really shouldn't do this. Your book is written with, with love and with a refreshing vibration to it that is all about, the title's perfect. <laughs> we are Aww. fighting for our tits. Let's stand up and love our bodies and, and realize that we are whole and we are worthy and and really claim our health again. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, what have we not touched on about the book that you might like to mention here? Well, I think probably the thing that I would like to mention the most and encourage is that first small step. And we've talked about doing things in baby steps. Absolutely do them in baby steps. That's the best way to do it. One of the things you can do right away is move away from using fluorinated water in your food and in your drinking water and move to spring water. Um, Ozarka has Texas water right here from Texas. They have really good ratings on um, all of the minerals and everything else that's in the water. And you can have it delivered to your home. That way you're not creating waste with plastic bottles. And right there, you can start cooking your food and drinking your water and um, it's not that expensive. I know for some people, every penny counts, but overall, it's not that expensive. And right there, you've made a significant change to your health. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. And massaging our breasts doesn't cost anything. Get, not a, get a little any. coconut oil and just massage and allow yourself to feel and to love and 
to come alive again. It is such a beautiful practice that I've started doing and the body brushing. I've picked these things up a little bit here and there over the last 10 years and I've got a lot more to pick up, but I'm getting there and every new change that I make feels so good. It feels so loving toward myself. So I hope our listeners, I, I invite you to just try one bit of something that you heard on today's show. Lola, you shared so much great information and Again, you want to share your website, and do you have anything coming up you want to tell us about? Um, my website is yogalola.com. That's our yoga website. I've got all kinds of information out there. I also have my writer's website, which is lolascarbro.com. And we have a women's retreat coming up in July. Uh, again, that will be on my Yoga Lola website, and that is going to be awesome. So I'm really looking forward to that. And we have yoga teachers training coming up. And I share these things because I know some of the people listening are local. And we'd love to invite anyone who would like to come out to join us to come out and join us. And I'm also excited to say um, I was chosen uh, to be one of the lead authors in an upcoming book that will be released in December called The World's Most Amazing Women. And so that's being written and published by Casey Armstrong. And uh, I'm really looking forward to being a part of that. And I'm putting out a book of poetry uh, here real soon. Lots of creative energy flowing in you. You're, you're a beacon for women. You're sharing a beautiful message. I thank you for all that you're doing to reach out to women and help us reclaim our health and our vitality and our joy. And you've got a lot of different kinds of women listening to this show right now from all different parts of the world. So what parting thought would you like to leave us with today? Remember to breathe. There's a saying in yoga that is, if you can control your breath, you can control your mind. If you can control your mind, you can control your body. And if you can control your body and your mind, you can control your destiny. So learn how to breathe the right way. Breathe the right way every day, and it will take you from a state of nervousness and stress to a state of more relaxed peace, and again, it's free. Yes, the best things in life really are free, see there? They really are. (laughs) Thank you so much, Lola. It's been really a pleasure to talk with you today, and thank you, listener, for joining us. Let us know what you thought. You can reach us with all your feedback. Send it to info at journeyofpossibilities.com. And remember to show us some love and support so we can keep bringing you these great interviews. You can do that at journeyofpossibilities.com slash support. And we'll see you next week on Exploring Possibilities.